This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Beckham and Keane go one way on the plane and the rest of the team go the other. I lost balance and pissed all over my shoes. <laughs> and I know I'd have the injured gazelle there. People do shit in toilets and in stations, Crouchy. Me and Avram could be one hell of a partnership. Welcome, Crouchy. Mind your head. It's, it's a left back playing dead. There's a tap in here. Jack Grealish. <laughs> Hello and welcome to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch. Uh, the boys are with me as usual, Chris Stark and Statman Dave. All good? Very good, lads. I want to bring something to your attention. I may have witnessed the greatest ever passing of the pod. That's a big claim. Lewis Capaldi takes to the stage. Oh, he's singing Vanessa Carlton. Oh, you know, I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you. What a guy. Wow. What a Capaldi, guy. friend of the pod. Remember he got him an ambassador t-shirt? Friend of the long pod. Long time ago. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Great passing of the pod from uh, Capaldi, but you'd expect nothing less. He's a top man, isn't he? He's passing the pod. Great news. Guys, this is our penultimate episode of this series. But we've got an exciting announcement ahead of the next pod. Yes, Chris. Huge news. The load is going to be ready. I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is going to be ready for everyone. It's happening. Yeah, so exciting. Look, we've got pod admin to do and some incredible unheard bits of the podcast for you. But I'm sure it's the same for you boys. I get asked all the time if this beer is actually going to be a thing that's made and, and going to be out there. Should we get straight into this email from the Brewdog Beer Wizard? Yeah, he says, good news, Peter. The loads will be ready by the time you end your series. How about hosting your final episode at one of our pubs with a few kegs and loads of four packs of loads where you can announce how listeners can get their hands on cans for themselves and their mates? Uh, I know you'd like to do something a bit special for the end of each series so we can host a party for the pod where you can taste the official first batch of loads, invite Jennifer Lopez to perform uh, and any other any other things you might have, have already planned. So we've planned stuff. We'd love to do a big end of series. Um, we've reached out to J-Lo. The loads in production, things are moving pretty fast. It's really coming together. Every series of this podcast, we start it not really knowing where it's going to take us. And we always get to this point where there's so many weird and wonderful things that have been discussed and things to do, especially for that final episode. And Dave, this would be your first kind of end of series do. You've not experienced this before. I've not, but I've got some plans. Can't reveal what the plans oh, you've are. Got plans. Right? I've got plans. Yeah. Normally at the end of the series, we go to the Samrat and we... And we you know, we have a bit of a night. It's good fun. Some weird shit's gone down. Well, like, like, do you know what? Dev from Coronation Street. Like Dev, Dev's, Dev's the Avram Grant of the group, <laughs> isn't he? Like, Avram goes berserk and so does Dev. So, yeah, that's going to be the last episode. So, obviously, not in the Samrat. We're going to do this from a from a brew dog bar. We need to get Jennifer Lopez there. There's a few things we need to figure out. <laughs> uh, what we do need to do is get excited about the unboxing of the first ever four-pack of Lau. I, no. I think people don't believe that it's it's actually going to be made. No, it blows my mind. You know, like, we we came up with this on, you know, previous series. Like, we made up a drink and we poured them in and stuff. We drank them and it caught on. And the fact that this is actually getting made by an actual brewery <laughs> in, and potentially people are going to drink it, <laughs> it is mind-blowing. I can't it? wait to see the photos. For me, it will be... Friday, Saturday nights, like people with photos with the cans. That's when it'll all come real. This could be the greatest beer of all time. Feels like we need to do something almost ceremonial on on the night, though. That first, whether it's like the first pint that's poured of it, 
Um, there needs to be a moment. You know, like when you launch a ship and you, you smash a bottle of something on the side of the ship. Well, who, when we get someone down to have the first load. So who should, yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea. Who should take that first sip? I mean, Avram Grown, again, would be ideal. On I, that worry if he, I worry if he takes the first one. Yeah, you know, that might be a bit dangerous. <laughs> we don't know what, what he might do afterwards. What about Abby? It'd be yeah. great, great for the adverts, actually. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, that's more. Yeah, I suppose it's a different kind of kind of vibe. It was like, I suppose, yeah, appealing to a different market. There, with, with <laughs> I never really saw that one coming. I'll be honest. Dave's been thinking about it. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, it seems he has. But just think, you got, we've got to bridge the gap, haven't we? You know, we know that we can market it to listeners of the podcast. How else do we grow that audience? We've got to think about statistics. We've got to think about people. <laughs> I've got, graphics. I've got a feeling she might spread it out though and it might be counterproductive. Yeah, <laughs> what an advert? <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> okay. Disgusting. As I said, a few things to work out. Classic House, we have left it a bit last minute, so if you have any ideas, <laughs> obviously we'll try to get hold of Jennifer Lopez and we'll um you know, we'll, we'll do our best. We always do our best. Always works. Things out always seems to cut like it always seems to be a massive crescendo at the end. It really does come together, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know how, because we've got no idea what we're gonna do, but I'm sure it will. Email address is peter.crouch at acast.com. Now, if we're gonna have a party, we'll have to step up our work and trying to obviously get J Lo to perform, but we'll also have a bit of room for some other listeners to perform their song live on the pod. And and listeners have been sending in their own songs especially to sing about the load and to try and um, almost provide a bit of a jingle for that, you know? Yeah, Nathan performed fantastically well, didn't he, with his Tears for Fears song. Will he be getting an invite, Chris? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think it'd be great to get him there. Uh, you will have seen on socials loads of people getting in touch with their own performances. Should we go through a couple now? Uh, it's a shame we've only got a limited space, otherwise we'd invite everyone down to the recording, but uh, here's one from Daryl. One, two, three, four, hey! Walking down the street, I knew that you slaughtered chickens like Mike Dean. Who's your fella? He looks parts. I bet his name is fucking Carl. Hey, hey, baby, la ooh, I, I wanna know if it's beer or style. Wowza. Daryl, that was extraordinary. Well done, Daryl. Really enjoyed that. Okay, we got one here from Jack. Oh, wow, he's going, he's going grunge. Piss off, Carl. <laughs> I like it already. Brewdog Lounge. When you're out in the club, you got to drink shared up. you got to drink shared up. you got to drink shared up. When I'm out on the bikes, not a pulis in size. Not a pulis in size. Not a pulis in size. See the Carls in the club? They aggressing on us. They are bitching about us. They are spragging on us. Little pricks in the club. I want the selling us. I want the selling us. I want the selling us. I want to drink a can of brew dog loud and pass the pod and get word out. We saying oh, we oh, we oh, we oh. We saying oh, we oh, we oh, we oh. I want to drink a can of crowd cheese loud and pass the pod and get word out. We saying oh, we oh, we oh, we oh. You are now, now rocking with MC Stark and Crouchy Bitch. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely loved it. Loved it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, thoughts? <laughs> Imagine, like, his missus walking in, right? <laughs> he's, doing, he's doing that, right? He's gone up to the bedroom and gone, oh, he's just, cause he's, cause it's quite a personal thing at the podcast. He's gone, Fwah, do you know what? I've got, I've, I've got one. <laughs> and his missus has walked in and has gone, my God. God. <laughs> is that or he's at his parents' house and his mum walks past the door? <laughs> Just is going on there. Yeah. Fantastic. Really good. Okay. Let's go. Love one. Darren. 
thank you uh, for sending this in. Right, let's all enjoy. I get parched, but I get up again, because the lamp never lets me down. I get parched, <laughs> but I get up again, because the lamp never lets me down. He drinks a lager drink, he drinks a stout drink, he drinks a stout drink, he drinks a lager drink. He sings the songs that remind him of the good times, he sings the songs that remind him of the bad times. Oh, crouchy boy, <laughs> crouchy boy, crouchy boy, because I drink loud and I get up again, because you're never going to let me down. Oh, really good. Yeah, loved it. Chumba Loved it. You Chumba Wumba'd it. Mm. So good. Interesting. Pissing the pod away should be the line, shouldn't it? Yeah. Pissing the pod away. Oh, That's if we get the deal with Armitage Shanks, which yeah. we mentioned a couple of episodes ago. Not been in touch, Chris, though? I don't think they've been in touch yet. Has, has Armitage Shanks reached out? It's funny, isn't it? Because you don't see adverts for them you know anyway. why? You know, like, they've don't got, need the, to. They got the monopoly on, on urinals, haven't they? We've talked about them twice now. They're, they're, they are the Rolls Royce of urinals, though. <laughs> Armitage Shanks, piss on us. Is that two people bothering us? Piss on us. <laughs> That's not their official slogan. That's... That is a great tagline. Armitage Shanks, piss on us. Good tagline. So we'll get into a few of your messages and questions after we let you listen in to some of the stuff that we recorded it's remained a little bit unheard. You're going to get to hear exactly how random we get. It's your chance to get right behind the scenes of the pod. There's some stuff in here that I thought we wasn't really being recorded. We're just having a chat over a few beers. Yeah, that's right. Do you remember this, Crouchy? This was where Dave actually read out his first message on the podcast. Broke his duck. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Broke his duck. First time reading a message on this podcast, Dave. Massive moment. Big pressure. Comes from Pete. Why do corner takers place the ball just outside the designated area? Does the extra few centimetres make a difference or is it just corner housery? Yeah. Right. yeah. It's wound me up. Like, does it wind you up? Winds yeah. fans up that, doesn't it? I get it entirely, get it? If it's an outswinger, you've got to whip it sort of like it's almost going out. And the amount of whip players get on the ball, you know, if you're, if you're like sort of near to the right edge, it's going out straight away, isn't it? You know, in terms of angulation, it would give a slight advantage. Yeah, you do, you gain all, it's like even with penalties, you know, like with the penalties, you try and put it at the front of the penalty spot, a nice bit of turf. Are you saying people are doing it for an advantage or if you're being honest, as someone who's playing in these games, it's just been done to piss people off, isn't it? Yeah, but why do you care so much? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> a wider question, isn't it? <laughs> like, you could say that about anything. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, you're saying to me, that, oh, they're, they're only gaining a... T- what's the point? What's the point? Well, I could throw it back on you and go, why do you care? Because it feels like they're taking advantage. That's what it feels like, I think. I think it feels like someone is... It's a bit like um, road rage. When you really look at some of the things... And you're there going, oh, fuck, it's fuck's sake. Like, it's not necessarily a massive thing, but I think when they're in front of the crowd and it feels like they know that thousands of people are watching you take the piss. You That's- think it's housery of the finest, don't you? You think it's, you think it's corner housery? I think there is corner housery. And I think if it's going to continue like this in the game, then I think we've got to get the old, um, you know, <laughs> Hawkeye on that. <laughs> Imagine if it went up to the screen. Here's some more homework for you. Tell me if a goal has ever been ruled out because they've gone back on VAR to examine the where that ball was on <laughs> I'm the I'm going to say no. Yeah. They never go back and properly examine. It's just a judgment call that's made. One mm-hmm. question for me, for, for corners, Grouchy. Are you an in-swinger or an out-swinger? Out-swinger all day for me. Why? Uh, attacking it. Just because I can get the flight of the ball there. I, I hated in-swingers. So interesting in terms of the statistics behind it, in-swinging corners have a lower completion rate than out-swingers. So what you're saying, so out-swingers, for example, uh, 42% of them are completed versus 30% with in-swingers. But if you go further on, in-swingers are far more effective than out-swingers in terms of goals scored from that. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I think the in-swinger, obviously, I, I get it when you're the slightest touch it goes in because you basically like De Bruyne, for instance, will be shooting a mm. goal. Any touch off anyone, it goes in. But for me personally, you know, for me wanting to score, um, the outswinger was better for me just because I could see the flight of the ball. I could time it better. Charlie Adam had a wonderful left foot, right? And like, he, he would, he would just drive one just over the defender's head like that. I could run from outside the box and I know I'd have the injured gazelle there. 
and I would come, I would come straight over. I know it, it, it'd be quaking in there, you know, like that, just the little fallback like that. And you just you come in over the top and like get your head uh, down at goal, and the, you could get the power on it because the ball you're, it's coming onto you. I think for me personally, that was that was much better. But I understand that obviously if you've got someone like De Bruyne, I like. Alexander Arnold like whipping the ball in the slightest touch, but that takes out my height, and my aerial ability completely. Cracking insight, Chris. I've got a question for you. Obviously, five aside, have you ever dealt with an injured gazelle on the pitch before? <laughs> I how, am the how... injured gazelle. What are you on about? <laughs> Since I started this podcast, it's, football's been hell for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not just the injured gazelle. Like it's, it's like it's a tradition. Like pe- you see people's eyes light up. I'll tell you what I use it for now, though, is you draw players away by being the target. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah, Because the false gazelle is yeah, what it's yeah, called. Yeah, no, it's called the yeah. I'll tell you what I'm at. I'm like that, false dead, I'm that dead fish that you fish with. <laughs> I'm that... I will move over to the left. And mm. You'll see the couple of people that want to hurt me sort of just move along with really? me. Really? And it just frees up space. Frees up space for... And then so I just lie there. <laughs> I'm the dead animal that Bear Grylls uses to sort of distract the bear. Shit, the false injured gazelle. That's creeping into five a side now. Be in, yeah, that's going to be the latest tactical trend, I think, Chris. You've started there. You're listening to this back. Um, I'm very aware that I love playing football. But increasingly, as you get older, you have to kind of establish new ways of playing. You must feel like that a bit crouchy. Yeah, I definitely did. But I'll be honest with you, I never played the false gazelle. I'd love to know how many people that are listening to the podcast have played the false gazelle, have been that position, have been that role, that have been drawing people out, that have been opening up space for their teammates. That's it. It's an evolution, right? We think about the the old school number nine, played up front, scored the goals. What number would you say it is? What what would you say it is? We always talk about, this Mm. is the thing with the numbers in football, right? We always talk about nine and false nine. The rest of the numbers don't really get talked about the same. You don't hear the phrase false five, do you? But the false three could be the one. (laughs) The false three, yeah. It's it's a left back playing dead on the side, and that's me. <laughs> it's true. Um, anyway, look, I hope that relates to to some of you listening. It, it's all it all counts. It's all being part of a team playing football. That's what I like to think. Okay, so shall we go to this next bit of unheard recording from this podcast? So we started talking amongst ourselves, and it got to the stage where we almost forgot we were recording a pod. It was all about the level of control that Mbappe now has at PSG after signing that new contract. Performances on the pitch have warranted a massive contract, right? And his parching off the field has got him power and control in a dressing room that consists of Neymar and Messi. It's going very American sports, in a sense. of There is superstars that have that power in America. Absolutely ridiculous. I remember Robbie Keane telling me about when he, LA, you know the uh, designated player, right? So you have two, three players who are on Galactico wages and then the rest are fit into a structure of, say, I don't know, $200,000 a year. Uh, which is obviously a good wage, but like these are on five million a year, three million a year. And then walking into a plane to travel to Arizona to play a match, Beckham and Keane go one way on the plane and the rest of the team go the other. Like that, it's just a bizarre team ethic, something that wouldn't happen in in England, I don't think. But for him to get power over the team when well, you've got... that age as well. How at that age and you've got Mauricio Pochettino, top manager. 22. Can you imagine being 22? And being able to have a say on, unless I'm, by the way, like I might be wrong in this, but the headlines to me was a say in a manager and a say in teammates. There is rumours that Mbappe hasn't actually had a drink in training for 1,095 days. <laughs> yeah. It equates to around three years. So he is seriously dry. Like we talk about him being a superhuman in terms of his goals and that record. The fella hasn't had a drink in training for three years. But you're talking more than a big coat here, aren't you? What you're talking about is telling a player, whether they realistically have any power, by the way, is probably another debate. Mm. It's, it's saying one thing potentially, but then also speaking to the manager and going, look, the reality here is... Nothing. You know. yeah. But also for Mbappe to make it public or people around him to make that side of it public... I think is as interesting as the kind yeah, of cause that, 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 itself. That's definitely something like they need to go, um, we are going to keep, but you need to, because it's just causes unrest. Did you say it's 22? 23, 22, sorry. 22, 23. Like, would you want that power? No. 
That's why I why think. Why on earth that's, would you want to pick I don't the... know why it's perceived to be a good thing because you're, you're basically making yourself responsible for other people's... Do, do you see what I mean, Crouch? Am I reading this wrong? Yeah, but then, listen, every, every big player at a big uh, uh, club... The biggest player at the biggest clubs have always had the biggest voice. You know, imagine Alan Shearer at Newcastle, right? You're telling me he's not had an influence on players brought in or Steven Gerrard at Liverpool, like John Terry at Chelsea. You're telling me these players haven't had some sort of influence. They just haven't, no one's announced it. No one's gone, you know, we're going to consult John Terry or we're going to consult Steven Gerrard about who, who the manager is. Like, they just keep it quiet because you don't want to piss everyone else off. You just, it's just a bizarre yeah, but Gerard way of doing it. it. Do you think he had any say when you turned up? Like, do you think... I definitely don't have a say. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's when it all came in. <laughs> Not crouchy again. <laughs> I think that's might have been when it all crept in and when I need a say and who's yeah. just won the Champions no League more. and this yeah. clown's come... <laughs> this clown's turned up. But back to the best clubs in European football, right? City and Liverpool. They aren't going to allow that. I don't think. I think they have a structure in no. place where that never happens, where it's where PSG that have, you know, not won the what, Champions League. What about League. Watford? What about Watford? Paul Watford, you know, I, I worry. I worry that Dan Gosling is going to demand that, <laughs> you know. He's now director of football. <laughs> Do you think Gosling's going to going to go full Mbappe? Hey, he's got that goal against Chelsea last game of the season. I see this being a trend. I'm like, please don't do it, Dan Gosling. Like, it's just... <laughs> don't do it, Dan. You think Gosling could go Mbappe, get full control over the, over his teammates? Yeah, uh, it it could happen. Could happen. I find it strange about with Mbappe is that like he's got Messi and Neymar at the football club, but yet he's got the control and he's much younger. But yeah, Messi's the, done everything. Say about that. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can you be lying on Messi? Right, like done everything in the game, and then Mbappe's like got the more power than you. Do you reckon they have a private discussion? with Messi and say, listen, we're about to release some utter bullshit into the, into the media. Just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. You're really in control. <laughs> <laughs> All they have to do is go like, Killian, um, who do you think we should bring in? The egos like the Chuckle Brothers. And they go, okay, thanks, mate. You know, he's going to go... Gonna go but and he should them. test that by... By saying the Chuckle Brothers. By saying the Chuckle Brothers. <laughs> One of them's obviously sadly died. So if Mbappe demands both Chuckle Brothers. They can't sat- satisfy that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So he didn't even know that. That shows you how much he knows about management. <laughs> this is, this is it. But I bet you they go, yeah, no problem at all. And Can then they... they turn around and go, one of them like, isn't with us. Anymore, right? <laughs> he's a shambles, this fella. You know? He doesn't know what he's talking about. And then they have a board meeting and discuss managers. Like... The key is, like, and I think you, you have to make Mbappe think he's in charge or like... Or, or or make it sound like it was Mbappe's idea. So they choose who they want to bring in, right? And then they go to Mbappe and they say, great idea of yours last week about signing this fella. And he'll just be like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, great, great idea. So you make it seem like it was his idea. Yeah, but like, like I mean. you, you can go to him with, you know, someone who's like a shambolic manager, right? Someone who's had an absolute nightmare. Or Guardiola. And he goes to him like, well, we've got, like these two options, what do you reckon? <laughs> and he goes, well, I think we should go for Guardiola. And he, <laughs> so you come back and go, um, we've gone with that idea. Yeah. Brilliant. You can do this with pissed mates. So when they've had a large one, you wake up the next day and you say, by the way, last night, that was a great idea. And that's what you do with him. You say, look, oof, a few beers last night, wasn't it? And Bappy's like, yeah, 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 it was a heavy one. And th- at that point you go, great idea of yours to sign get Guardiola in, you know? I've not used that. That's really, that's quite groundbreaking. They won't know. Do you think, think I could actually say to Ab, like, that golf trip that you suggested? I've, I've only done it. I swear have you down, actually I've, done that? I've done it. Only, you said I've, I could go away in two I'm, weeks. I will say this right now as long as no one who listens to this that knows my missus tells her. <laughs> <laughs> so there is huge levels of trust going on well, with this, right? You're like, trusting in, all the listeners. As in, if I bump in to any of you listening like out and about and I'm with my missus like you don't like you don't mention this one thing because I've got massive on it (laughs) so I've been avoiding a conversation about one of my really good mates stag to Vegas later in the year so we were having a few drinks and um you know I was saying how I'm really busy at the moment I brought up the thing about Danny's stag in Vegas and she was like yeah you know you should go you deserve it you've been really busy 
and and all of that. But should doesn't mean you should definitely go. I left it at that stage. But when I woke up the next morning, I played it back to her as if she'd said, you should definitely go. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Mbappe'd. <laughs> Brilliant. Crouchy, I thought you did a great job before dealing with Mbappe. I think that could be a role for you. So we've dealt with the Mbappe situation. Chris's situation now. Could you be the make way of confirming this Vegas trip? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'd be I'd be comfortable with it. Um, I, I'd, I'd be happy to reach out to you and say, like, great idea from you to to, to let him come. On That'd be that. a bit weird. So, are you proposing Crouchy rings Rhea and says, "Just want to let you know, great idea of yours for <laughs> Chris to go to Vegas." I've got a feeling she might smell a rat. <laughs> she might suspect something's up, Dave. What, and then you follow up afterwards? <laughs> I come and say, look, I've lots of numbers. She's never had a call from Crouching. Gets one out of the blue. By the way, genius idea of yours. <laughs> Chris going to Vegas. I think she might smell a rat there. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, I, I, I love it a bit. I'm sure she does the same to me. You can't, you can't I can't rule it out. I can't rule out that she hasn't Mbappe'd me. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm quite enjoying hearing this stuff that we haven't really... Um, well, it's stuff that we just, like, you just lose, don't we? Like, mm. um, sometimes I think it goes in and I think, oh, we've talked about that and then we haven't, you know? So it's quite nice hearing it, hearing it back. What about another one, Crouchy? Yeah, I remember when we discussed Eric Ten Hag getting welcomed to Manchester United by players WhatsApping him. Do you remember that? A lot of parching going on when the new manager comes in. Uh, now you can hear how that ended up uh, with us discussing Sean Dyche emojis. I just thought, think back to my day where a new manager came in and you, you didn't have a, any correspondence whatsoever apart from the first training session where you came in and he gave a speech and you all went out and he shook hands and you met for the first time. But... The ones that have messaged him, you feel like they've got a bit of a one-up on the ones that haven't. I think there could be a few. Bruno Fernandes, right? Oh, he yeah. loves, uh, you know, he's very passionate. He's, I think he's the type of character, though, that would do it in, wouldn't do it in a malicious way. Do it in a nice way. Like, you know, he's just come to Manchester. He likes Manchester. He'd be like, look, Eric, this is where you want to live. This is what you want to do. This, I think that's the type of guy Bruno is. Yeah, that's not a bad I had, I had a few people saying to me it was Maguire or Scott <laughs> McTomney. Uh, they would... it, I can't imagine it with McTominay. I can't. I can't. I just can't imagine him. But uh, I, I, I can't I've, imagine him just listen, reaching out like that. Don't have to. It doesn't make you a bad person. Well, I don't actually. It makes you like you know. It's what what's, someone's starting a new job. We're wishing them well. We're looking at it from from a negative point of view because you you've also said that that just wouldn't happen back in the day. No. So it's not. And and if this becomes the new norm, then and and like it's known that this happens, then all that team are going to do it. Then every other team are going to do it. And when players move to other clubs, they're going to feel the need to do it in case everyone else is doing it. So you have this mad situation where whenever you know that a manager's going to another club, they're getting a load of messages. And all, all the managers have to turn the notifications off. Yeah. <laughs> pain in the arse. <laughs> Luke Shaw's at me again. <laughs> Here comes Eric Bailly. <laughs> Sending the pictures now. Do you reckon Eric does? I, I imagine Eric does a little like um, tongue sticking out smiley. It's like it's the ones that r- try and write something funny as well, oh, yeah, rather yeah. than just all right, boss. Yeah. Like, just in case you need my number, there's a few of those, and then there'll be like one that tries to tries to be funny or 100%. like Lindelof's an emoji man. Yeah. <laughs> like wavy, like a little wavy face. Yeah, yeah, I reckon ever. Fred's message would be pretty nice as well. Quite content. When we had Sean Dice on the, on the yeah. pod, he use he uses his own emojis of his own face. <laughs> did we ever talk about this? Yeah, we've talked about this. Uh, yeah. So he uses his own. So what was mad is he did the oh, chat, and then he he sends back like a thumbs up. Sean Dice face, 
He was really proud about them as well. I think you should release a line, right? Have you got them? I had to ask him if I could use them, yeah. Yeah. He's done me loads there, look. (laughs) (laughs) So he only communicates with you via the emoji. Oh, I like the part. <laughs> was this when you were playing? So he's got the, the, the love hearts around his yeah. face. Is that when you scored a banger? Yeah. Shock, but, no, shock face maybe a banger. Love hearts, you've put in a good team performance. Crunchy's going through all his old messages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh what was God. the last message to Sean Dash? Was it the emojis? So there's, me, there's yeah. me going, oh, you know, I'm all these parched you. players. I've got me and me and Dash, me and loads of correspondence. <laughs> maybe it's, I'm parched. It's amazing because from distance, I'm seeing like, the blue message is the white. So it's, it's like it's, you talk a lot and then occasionally I see Sean Dyche with like a thumb up. <laughs> or like Sean Dyche with little hearts around his face. <laughs> Do you want to just take us through a couple of messages that have come well, from I'm the Well, I've just gone right back here and the first, we sort of set the tone early. The first message from Sean was this, a picture of Burnley on the way to the ground. And I'd just signed... Someone wrote that on the bridge. Welcome, Crouchy, mind your head. I remember this. I remember seeing about this. And Daishi sent that to you. He sent that to me. So that's important. So he messaged you first. Yes. Because otherwise there could have been a suspicious parching. Yes. And then he sent me a picture of the world's tallest man, the tallest man in Europe, I think. He loves you being tall. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Look at him compared to me there. Bloody hell. That's me- well, he sent that to you. So that's a screen grab of Google. So yeah. he's Googled world's tallest man, is he? Well, God knows. <laughs> and he just said, what the fuck? <laughs> he thought, that's because Sean Dyche thought he just signed the tallest man. And uh, then... yeah, but look at that. Look, I look tiny there, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. What is that? What's that he sent you there? That. The funniest football manager ever. Sean, he sends you his own clips. <laughs> <laughs> is that like... It's the, YouTube... the reverse parching. Uh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> what a guy. This is good. This is a very good podcast. I'm enjoying this. All right. Another clip. We heard how much David James loved Herman Herideson. We actually started to get a few tales from the listeners about him. We got this message from Ryan. Cheers for getting in touch, Ryan. It says, David James' team not mate is 100% Glenn Little. Oof. It's a big shout. I couldn't possibly comment on that. All right, Ryan, so there's a no comment from Crouchy there. He goes on to say, though, my dad, Colin, was the Portsmouth masseur in the 2000s. Right, yes. Do you remember Colin? Yeah, I remember hands? Colin. Yeah, I remember Colin. During the cup run in 2008, he filmed some behind-the-scenes footage leading up to the cup final. This includes a team meal out a few days before Wembley where Herman Horidison appears in a full Elvis costume <laughs> singing karaoke, making some questionable dance moves. What a video this must be. The film also shows John Utaka and Kanu singing No Woman, No Cry. I've got a copy of the DVD and we'll try to find a way of getting the footage to you. Well, be, I mean, that would be great footage to see, wouldn't it? One of my favourite stories was um, we were in South Africa. We'd found ourselves in a, in a bar. And uh, in this nightclub, there was dancers coming out on the top. Uh, like on a, on a stair. I'm not joking. It was so high. It was ridiculous. And then they walked down these stairs and then came and then they danced. And there's we were... As we were walking down, uh, Herman joined the back of the group. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they walked down. I'm like, "Fuck, have a look." Herman's up there, and um, I'm not joking. There was, a, there was, it must have this this pillar. It was so wide, you'd never seen anything like it, right? And he was so high, and he jumped off, right, as if he was going to come down to the floor, and then grabbed this pillar and just slid down it all the way down. And there was no reason for it. He hadn't told anyone he was going to do it. Um, <laughs> he just decided to get up there and do that. Yeah. Uh, for no reason whatsoever, apart from our entertainment. And I wasn't even sure if it was, I think it was for his entertainment. Ryan, thanks so much for your email. It is a little bit at the end here. It says, I spent a lot of time at the club growing up and you definitely need to get Herman on the pod. We've got to do it, haven't we? Once he came storming into the gents whilst I was mid-piss at the urinal. He slapped me on the back. I lost balance <laughs> and pissed all over my shorts. <laughs> He then asked me how I was getting on at football. Typical Herman, nicest bloke in football. Yeah, lovely bloke. <laughs> Wax you when you're having a piss, piss all over yourself and ask me how you're doing. We've actually got another message about Herman Horidison from Stephen here. I once played a five-a-side match in Tenerife with Herman. During the match, he got fed up with one opponent who kept kicking him, so he decided to put a huge shoulder barge 
in which sent the bloke flying headfirst into a wall <laughs> while Herman went on to score a screamer. Once the match was over, Herman made a dash to the bar, ordered 20 Jaeger bombs, necked eight of them himself and shared out the rest with his teammates. <laughs> Does that sound about right? Do you know what? Everything about that, like, rings true. In fact, he's playing five aside, number one. Um, during the match, got fed up with someone kicking him. Um, the huge shoulder bulge, I've seen that. When he loses his head, he flies in with his shoulder and smashes people around. And yeah, I can see him flying into the wall. And he had a screamer in his locker. Bang. Um, I can see that happening. And then the dash to the bar, 20 Jaeger bombs, necking eight of them is something that is standard Herman. As always with this podcast, we like to highlight you guys who've been passing the pod in so many creative ways. And uh, it feels to me every episode, this escalates slightly. We need everyone to just do their bit, even if it's just passing to a mate or two. Because we're on this new feed now and people who used to listen to the podcast maybe haven't discovered that we're back on this new feed. So we need them to resubscribe. It's a big team effort. And you guys have absolutely smashed it throughout this series. And in our next episode, which we're sad to say is the last one of this series. It's quick down there. <laughs> it has gone quick. <laughs> but before when we vanished, it, we were gone for fucking ages. It won't be that situation. We'll be about like a month or two. But anyway, in the next episode, we're going to announce who's won Crouchy's Man of the Mat Champagne, which is for the listener who passed the pod in the most effective or ingenious way. It's going to be a hard choice, that for you, even from what we've heard so far. Well, there's a lot of people passing the pod in in some incredible ways so yeah listen we'll get them all in and we'll we'll go through them all and we'll find the, the the most deserving i think yeah so thank you to everyone who's got in touch and helped pass the pod like lewis here he says i'm a postman and i've been passing the pod by writing listen to that peter crouch pod on people's letters wow. mike dean lives on my usual route so next time i deliver to him i will make sure to put a note on his letters don't know what the rules are there, but I think it's a great pass. Yeah, yeah. it's only on the envelope, isn't it? Sounds good to me. Perfect. We've got a message here from Anonymous. I work in the passport office and my job is to send back old passports. When I do this, I have to include a little note saying, listen to the Peter Crouch podcast, It's Back Stronger. Nice. Very good. Passports, love it. Good work, Anonymous. Yeah, Robbie says, I'm a postman and when I'm walking around, I have a poster stuck to my back advertising the pod. Since doing this, I've had a few people shout, piss off Carl. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, nice. Robbie, that's so cool. Uh, it, it's annoying you have to wear a poster, although it's probably quite effective. We should have got t-shirts by now. Uh, we've been yeah. kind of unorganised on yeah. this front. We're not really across that yet, are we? Uh, we will get round to that. <laughs> However, what I will say with this is, I'm assuming as a postman, you've got to wear a certain uniform. So a t-shirt might not be allowed, but weirdly sticking a poster to yourself might be. Either way, it's great passing of the pod, so good work there. How about this message from Serkan? says, I work as an Uber driver, and instead of having the radio on, I just play the pod, giving each customer the choice of episode. It's gone down very well, but I've had a few Carls say they would rather travel in silence, so I've given them one-star ratings. Oh, God. Yeah. Radio 4 listeners. Don't worry about them, Serkan. We don't need them. Okay, got another message here from Matt. He says, while on the toilet, a lot of great thinking gets done. He said, I've passed four notes written on bog roll urging people to listen to the pod. I've had three people say they'll give it a listen and one guy respond, what the fuck are you doing, you freak? Um, I've got a couple of issues with this one. Which toilets is he writing on? And how many shits is he taking in public? I don't know, toilets have improved generally, haven't they, at most stations? Like, I, I have no problem at all stopping off at Panton Station and... Unloading. You know, un yeah. Do you know what they've introduced <laughs> there, by the way? Like, has anyone found this at toilets? Paying. Bloody... No, no, payment's all off now. You know, it used to be 30p. Oh, I went into Waterloo it's the other day. all off now. And, no, I got done. I, got, I had to They're pay. They're not charging. Yeah, they got charging. Waterloo, you get charged. Do they? Yeah. Um, above I turned the... around and walked out of it, about principle. So you didn't pay? No. <laughs> But you're a multimillionaire. No, 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 I didn't have any change on me. <laughs> I am um, in Paddington Station toilets. What's very odd is um, they've got a little red light or a green light. What I couldn't work out is how the green light or red light is. There someone with a camera above going? Someone in there now? Green light. In which case, I'm like, I'm not mad on that situation either. I assume there isn't. No, but, surely it's on sensors, right? But sometimes when you leave a toilet, a posh one, they flush all automatically. Yeah, sometimes. So Bang. maybe it's that. And I also think as well, paying for toilets, usually the Scandal. toilets aren't very nice. 
Do you get back to Matt? My issue here is like, there's only had one guy out of the four or five he's done saying, what the fuck are you doing, you freak? Is, like, he, is he saying that out aloud? Is he sending a pen underneath so they can write back and... Like, if you are passing it under public toilets... With is shitty he doing hands. past the pod? He's got shitty hands and he's passing... <laughs> he's writing past the pod. And then if he's written question mark on that, it slides underneath. I don't know what you're expecting the reply to be. And I want to urge caution with that, Matt. <laughs> because not everyone understands what past the pod means. It's not, it's not for everyone. And it's your name above the doors on this thing. Mm. It's like, imagine he puts like Peter Crouch... And then yeah. on a bit of toilet roll and slides underneath. It would sound like it's a euphemism for mm. shagging in a in yeah, a train yeah, station yeah. toilet. Yeah. Oh. And then that's what it will become. Your name will be Fancy Quit Peter Crouch. It'll be like cottaging. <laughs> there'll be uh, there'll be little holes in yeah. do- in, in toilets like that. <laughs> with my name written yeah, above it. Crouch. It's a crouchy hole. <laughs> okay. All right. We need to rein this in again. You told me he's had four shits in public. Yeah, I, at I, least, I probably have. At least. You yeah. have as well. <laughs> People do shit in toilets and in, in stations, Crouchy. But, like, you'd rather do it at home, surely. Well, you'd rather, but, I mean, it's... Sometimes you can't be rather or not. You've no, got to just I, go. I, I agree. I agree with you on that. But, like, not four in a couple of weeks, surely. Mm. <laughs> Matt, that's been plentiful chat about your um, message here. Way more than I would have thought uh, it merits, but... It's good all the same. Good passing in the pod. I don't think he's going to get the champagne necessarily. I oh, just so many questions. I'd like to meet him <laughs> just to just find out what he's up to. Really? Maybe we bring him along for the end of series, but we only let him in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps he could be the fellow with the aftershaves. <laughs> that's a great job. That's a great, that that's a great place to great job. Let's get Matt. <laughs> He's obviously got a massive obsession with toilets. We'll just throw him in there with the chewing gums. Shall we answer a question from one of our listeners? We've got a message from Gareth here. So Gareth says, if you were going away for the weekend and had to choose a current player to look after baby Divrat, can you tell us who you'd think would do a good job and who you'd completely avoid asking? Oh, current players. I mean, what you're looking for in a in a babysitter, really, isn't it? Um, Safety. The first name that springs to mind is probably not a surprise. It's like James Milner. I just feel like I, 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 he doesn't drink. I'd be comfortable. He likes an early an early night. Um, I think he'd be responsible. You know, he's approaching the end of his career. He's not looking for mad nights out. Um, I think he'd look after Divrat pretty well. I was going to say maybe. There's a case here for Alison, or, or so we so Some safe hands, safe hands. Mm. You know, if your child's falling down the stairs or something, they can, <laughs> you know, dart out, save it. But then you don't want someone that you don't want a babysitter that good looking, do you? No, definitely, definitely not. Not from the from the male perspective. No, <laughs> no, you don't. So, um, so then you're looking at slightly ugly goalkeepers. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Which one? The question was for you. Right? <laughs> No, no, I, I asked you which, which, which one you... And, and then you got, like, I don't trust Pickford. Like, he's the kind of babysitter, I think, that would raid your fridge. Um, I'm actually open to the idea of um, the babysitter having one or two beers, but you don't want them to get trashed, do you? What about Jorginho? Go on. Right, if he needs to cook, Italian cuisine, beautiful, or a bit of Brazilian, whichever one he's going to go down the line of, he'll have a nice glass of wine. Very safe in possession. You know, he's going to be calm, collective, good decision maker on the pitch. And it's going to be quite good. Bedtime's going to, there's going to be a point that's bedtime. Pinpoint. Very tactical. Uh, just <laughs> have a nice demeanor about you, you know, like, yeah, authoritative, but, you know, calm influence. Yeah. That's why Milner really springs to mind. And, you know, I actually feel like calling him, <laughs> potentially doing this job. You know, he's coming to the end of his career now. Uh, you know, if he fancies being a, a babysitter for me, then you know I'd be I'd be comfortable with it. It's a great shout, Gareth. I hope that answers your question. Oh no, you need to say someone that you would avoid for baby Divrat. There's a tap in here, Jack Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I've got the final listener advert of the series. Oh. 
what Here a moment this could be. Yeah, exactly. I, um, what are we selling now, Chris? Oh, I love this. In, in case you're new to the podcast, I should explain. Obviously, there's adverts on this podcast. We thought it'd be cool to just give you guys a space to come on and advertise something that you want to get rid of. We've had someone getting wanting to get rid of a printer, an apartment. We've heard an advert for a game reserve in Botswana, a fucking massive filing cabinet. <laughs> Uh, there was a website which one guy set up where he sold his kids' crap drawings. It always makes us smile, this bit. Very excited to hear what one of you guys wants to advertise on this podcast. Let's go. Greetings. It's Fast Kaluki here. Hello to Peter Crouch and Chris Stark and everyone else listening to the podcast. I've taken this section of the pod as a great opportunity to sell myself on the summer transfer market. For any CEOs wanting to know a bit more about me, I'm based in both Brighton and Guildford, currently playing non-league, but onto the more juicy facts. This season, I've managed to bag in a whopping 15 goals and 8 assists. My fellow teammates have likened me to Peter's former teammate, Adele Tarap, due to my silky feet and Moroccan background. My negotiations start at a mere £50 a week, but I'm willing to chuck in one full frontal draft excluder for every £10 added to weekly wages. Trust me, this is an absolute bargain. Make sure to get in touch before the window closes. See you guys soon. Right. What a no, guy. This is, I was worried at the start of there. I thought he was selling himself for a bit there. Well, he is, sort of. But yeah, to, it's footballer, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's football. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very much football. But yeah, but yeah. he wants a 50 quid a week with a £10 draft excluder fee on top bonus. He'll go full frontal draft excluder for £10 extra a week. £10 extra. 15 goals, 8 assists. Yeah, stats. decent statistics. The ones that I wanted to hear, though, is his charger stats. Like, <laughs> we could get an extra 15 quid a week with a successful, char- like a Joe Coles charger. How old did he say he was? 18, mm. I think he said he was. So, so development, room for development. Well, I'm just thinking, the wages he's after, 50 quid a week, full front of draft excluded, £10 extra, so let's say 50 to £60 pounds a week then. That's your sort of wages. At what age? Yeah. Around then? Around 16 to eight, 16 to 17. Yeah. 16 to 17, yeah. So it's not unreasonable what he's asking. No, it's not unreasonable at all. Yeah. I think it's great that he's come on to advertise himself. It's quite clever in terms of um, his football. But we, we haven't seen anything, have we? No, but I think we just take it. We take it those, those terms and those numbers. We didn't say what level he was playing at, did he? But What position he played? Fucking hell. Do you think they did this with Jamie Vardy? Like, it's just mad, isn't it? What like, if you we unearth? Yeah. What if we unearth the next Jamie Vardy on the podcast? Yeah. We've that, sold a house, a yacht, a... a, a, a Game reserve in Botswana. Yeah, we, let's make him the next Vardy. We've done the first deal for the biggest footballer in the world, Faris. Heard it here first. Do we put him on a load of pricks, Donnell, or do we need a separate? Um, we can we can bang him up with the game reserve, can't we? A load of pricks. <laughs> Wouldn't be great if a load of pricks sells houses and footballers. Mm. <laughs> game reserves game reserves imagine being the biggest we're the game specialists res- in game reserves houses <laughs> flats and footballers and fucking massive printers we back you all the way Faris if you need if you need anything from this podcast you know you're on our radar now Crouchy's plugged in, in in every area of this game football managers are willing to pay 50 to 60 pound a week please get in touch because um, I'd love to see him get taken on by someone willing to pay that for for him you know, him to get what he needs financially, but also hopefully he can be an asset to that team. Get in touch. Please get in touch. I cannot believe the next episode is going to be the final episode of the series. Lots of exciting things to look forward to, though. I think each of us need to bring something different. I think I've organised something quite special for it. Crouchy? Yeah, I'm, I've got a few things in mind that are going to blow people's minds. Statman Dave. It's like my debut cup final. I've, I've got some things in the works. Okay. You've never been along to one of these things before. It, it might be, he could be the Dev slash Avram Grant character. We've well, we never seen know, him. We've never seen it, have we? Yeah. We don't know what we're dealing with at the moment. Well, what I was thinking was me and Avram could be one hell of a partnership. We're talking Crouch Defoe level partnership. Bloody hell. Bit okay. of a ten hog, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, most exciting of all is the news that we will have the Lau ready to release into the world. There's only a limited number of four packs available and we're going to tell you how you can buy them. Loads of people have been messaging us on socials and we've seen people out and about asking how they can get hold of it. We're going to reveal that in the final episode. But the good news is it's happening. I always aim big on this thing and you never know what you're going to get. But, you know, like in years to come, our kids' kids 
would be like my my granddad or great granddad was the Laut. Yeah, one of one he of our, Laut, the our, Laut family. It'll be one of our kids or great grandkids will be going on Love Island, yeah, and yeah, it'll yeah. be like, and I'm the I'm the granddaughter of the yeah, of yeah. the guy who uh, created the Laut, like, arist- like aristocrat. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the Coleman's with the mustard. You've got <laughs> the low. Yeah, but you know what? You don't know, do you? You might as well aim big. You don't know. And I do think this is probably one of the most ambitious things we've done with this podcast in, in everything we've done. To be able to create a beer is just fucking madness. But it's exciting. So the only way to find out how to get hold of the Lau will be to listen to the podcast. So be sure to tell all your mates or anyone who's interested in this. Anyone who's not up to date, get them to rattle through the series catch up in time for the final episode and that's where you'll hear us next we'll be in the brew dog pub final episode of the series dead excited to bring it to you should we finish this up crouchy yeah i'm actually really really proud that we've been able to create this for everyone um it's a celebration on this last podcast and i want everyone to be involved and uh, i just want to say one last thing really chumba wumba chumba wumba chumba wumba Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.